This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Yo, yo, welcome back to 24th and Park. I'm your co-host, John Olangi, here with uh, Eddie Razo. What's good, Eddie? Uh, not much, uh, John. There's, uh, it's been a, it's been a, like, it felt like a couple of weeks, like two or three weeks since we last did this. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought that we, we get this uh, get this ball rolling, especially with uh, the, the Champions League concluding or the group stage of it concluding uh, tomorrow or, or on Wednesday. PSG, I think they conclude on until on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have the schedule in front of me. But yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, let's just uh, get this, you know, let's get this podcast back on track. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we've been uh, we haven't spoken since the Real Madrid tie, and uh, kind of just just a little bit on how you felt about that. And we're gonna we're gonna start <laughs> we're gonna start this show off with like uh, you know Mbappe heavy. And we'll kind of transition into that, but kind of just your thoughts on, you know, there was a lot of uh, obviously difference of, of opinion always on PSG Twitter. PSG Twitter is a wild place, man. Uh, but kind of just you know your 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 thoughts, quick thoughts on on how that match went, and you know the outcome and and everything else. Just how you thought about it. I think this was the first time since that Chelsea game. I think, what was it, like already four years ago, five years ago? Uh, I don't know how long it's been since we kind of saw PSG overcome some type of adversity. I, I, I know it's kind of everybody pretty much knows the story where Zlatan is, is, you know, given a red card and he goes off. PSG's down to 10 men in that second leg and somehow, some way, they still pull it off. They, they get the, after, you know, and they were being down too with that. So you got to throw that in there. And they were able to get a draw in advance. So, I think that's the last time you kind of saw some type of adversity where PSG were pretty much, I, I seen a lot of people just throw in the towel after Real Madrid made it 2 nothing, and somehow, some way, they were able to tie it like in a, what, a span of five minutes or so or, or something to that. And yeah, and yeah I just, I just want to point that out that, and I, I listened to the PSG, uh, the PSG talk podcast where, it was Guillaume who, who said that it's important. Yes, some people were negative about the 2-2 draw or, or just, you know, the X's and O's to that. But he was saying that, you know, it's, it's been a while since he's seen PSG come through uh, through some type of adversity. And I think I think we have to just commemorate just that. Like, it's not, yes, the, the, yes, the, the X's and O's are a big factor. And some people didn't like Neymar being on the bench, whatever, whatever. But... This somehow this team pulled out uh, a two-two draw on the road, so uh, yeah, I think that's it's an important uh, a note to to make. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. I think um, it, you know just quickly my thoughts on it. I think it it comes down to where you fall on the spectrum of if you're gonna view it as wow, we played like trash for 80 minutes. Or you can view it as, wow, we played like trash for 80 minutes, but we still managed to come out of there with a point at the Bernabeu and uh, against a Real Madrid team that's like hitting form now. Like that, that wasn't the team that we played 
in September, right? And I think that more so than anything showed that, um, you know, this team is, is going through uh, an, an adversity that you can point at, you can point at, you know, coaching the the staff and all that stuff. and Or you can look at it like, yo, they're, they're actually learning and they're actually growing. They're, they're grinding out wins. They haven't had like a sexy win uh, in a long time, but that's kind of just the, the, the dichotomy that it falls on. If, if we blow a team out, oh, we were supposed to do that. If we, we, we play bad, oh, we're, we're, we're we suck. So it's like, uh, yeah. they can't really win. So, um, but I, I think overall it's, you know, you got to look at the big picture. The big picture is we're number, we're first in the group, which was the objective at that point. And, uh, you know, we overall over two ties. I think Mark brought this up. Uh, overall, in, in in the two ties between them, we won on aggregate, and yeah. and the better team, you know, won that 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 tie between the two teams. It was a great performance, and it obviously showed the weaknesses that we still have, and and um, particularly in the midfield, and what I think is just like we lack size in the midfield. Verratti yeah. and Ganake are they're great. But they just, you know, they they put Zidane put Alberti in there. No, sorry to cut you off. Then it kind of puts a highlight on Marquinhos needing to go back to the midfield. It did, and I know I know you didn't touch on that, but just uh, talking about that midfield. Yeah, I love Kimpembe. He's a larger than life personality, but right now I just can't trust him in in big games. We kind of see him. Uh, I'm not sure if the moment's too big for him or he's just, uh, I mean, you saw that play where Thiago Silva was, was directing him on the, on his man yeah, yeah. and he had a brain he fart. Just jaws and I just, over, yeah. yeah. I, I can't right now. I love, I love him as a player, but right now I just, I, I wouldn't be able to trust him in a big game if, if he, his mind is right. So uh, Marquinhos needs to go back to being a center back and, and uh, I hate transfer season just because there's just so much out there, but I think they're going to have to need an, uh, at least a, a midfielder that can provide some type of depth. I, I know the guys were talking about it. I know Guillaume wants Savage. Um, there's rumors of Alan. Uh, there's rumors of uh, Emery Chan. Uh, there's some other guys I, I don't know at the top of my head, but I, I think they're going to need at least just one midfielder in that depth uh, just to slide Marquinhos back to, to center back. Yeah. Yeah, and then we've already talked about this kind of just yeah. We I want to see Marquinhos in his natural position for him to really flourish as a player and his development, and then for the team, you know, I obviously Tuchel sees that it's important for him to have Marquinhos in the midfield because of the lack of physicality with Verratti and and Ganagay. So you know, it's it's a catch twenty two. It's kind of this is what we got right now. This is what we have to go to. Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, the partnership of 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 Silva and Kipembe just just is too risky in a big match. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But yeah, overall, I think you know the team they grinded out a point, man, against Real Madrid. Like yeah. if again it just depends on what side of the spectrum you fall you can look at it as a poor performance or you can look at it like yo they 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 turn a poor performance into a point away at madrid so yeah i want to say this good teams i mean we see it in other sports good teams find a way to win games that they shouldn't be winning Uh, that's how i see it like if you're a good team even when you're having an off night 
if you're still able to pull out a draw or even a win uh, against a team that you probably, you know, just by the way they were playing, they shouldn't have gotten anything out of that game. They, they got a point, so it's, I think good teams are able to, to get at least some type of favorable result. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So just to, uh, so that was enough tactics for for a twenty fourth and Park. Yeah. Uh, but we're uh, just to stay on that match. Kind of before that match, the press conference uh, Zinedine Zidane gave, where he talked about uh, uh, killing Mbappe. Obviously, French the French connection is there, and most French players admire killing Mbappe because why wouldn't you? Just if you watch him, he's 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 a generational talent. But Zidane pretty much said in the press conference that he loved Mbappe and obviously alluding to the fact that he would want him at Madrid because everybody in football seems to think that you have to play in Madrid and um, and, and Barcelona if you're a big player, which is, you know, that's just the, the dinosaur mind they have. But I thought it was funny uh, you brought up how after he, he made that quote and then, like, I think it was like the first – 10 or 5 minutes in the game where they kind of ran into each other yeah. I thought that was funny yeah somebody caught that photo and it just took on a life of its own where some people were just putting the caption uh, what is it Zidane trying everything he can to, to bring you know Mbappe to Real Madrid so yeah. uh, that's one of it the, was awkward the, though yeah it's it just it's, awkward. It's, I don't know maybe this is just football it's weird when the media asks a manager about a player that isn't theirs. Like, I don't think there's a, I don't know if there's no, like, like in the NBA, that would be tampering. Like that's. I, 100. I, I, you, you, we saw Magic Johnson get pretty much quit his job because he just couldn't stop admiring other players and, and he kept getting <laughs> fines. And I was, you know, as a Raptors fan, I saw the Clippers pretty much t- go over that line with tampering. They, uh, Doc Rivers, I think it was in the playoff, or the I'm not sure if it was the playoffs or the finals. He, he just uh, had some type of admiration for Kawhi, and that got him a fine. So it's just weird. I'm used to 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 the teams here just saying no comment, or you know that that player's under contract. I can't I can't give you know my thoughts on him without you know reaching a fine from from the league. So it's just how weird it's it's like the wild west there when it comes to to pretty much tampering. Yeah, I think it's it's yeah, it's it's not an issue at all in in football. Like it's like it, the 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 Magic Johnson comparison, I think it's very accurate when you look at Magic's like status and legendary status as an NBA player and Zinedine Zidane's status as a football player, like they're like these mega stars who who won everything and Magic in his position while running a team that he played for is you know he it's, it's going to be natural for him to to admire other players but he understands his position i think that's just the difference between american and european sports is like magic understands like he, he even couldn't help himself because he still did it in the nba like i think find him for it yeah. but in in football like it's there's no there's <laughs> there's no middle ground like he just goes out there and says it and i think it was weird I think uh, it was Thomas Tuchel's press conference. The the Spanish media would just not stop asking him about like admiring other players. I thought it was the weirdest like back and forth between the coach and the media I've ever seen in a long time. And, and Tuchel handled it pretty well. 
But like he just kept asking him, and Tuchel was like, "Yeah, guys, I'm not gonna answer that question. Who I like better between Neymar and Mbappe?" And then the guy came yeah. back with the follow up questions, the same thing. It's like, why are y'all so fascinated by this? Like, I don't know. I, I just like to think maybe it's because like not not to take a shot at Europe, but they don't have other sports where uh, they can, you know. Attach their interests or, or their coverage to something else. Like it's just twenty four seven soccer nonstop over here. Yeah. We have the NBA, we have football, we have baseball, we have like it's just a plethora of different sports where those type of questions really don't need to be asked. Just because, and you know the league. I, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I, don't, I, I I'm not going to go into it, but it's just. Maybe that's the thing with Europe and the U.S. when it comes to sports where I guess there's like a gentleman's agreement between owners where you don't talk about my players, you don't talk about our players, whatever. Uh, but, but yeah, it's it's just, like I said, it's weird how it's a Wild West out there when it comes to, to tampering. Even the media uh, tries to get involved in that. You don't see that type of questions over here. I mean, you'll, you'll they'll get asked, but I guess the players are just... I don't know if it's like the media training they get here by the, by the teams. They know not to to go there just because of the the consequences that they can face. Yeah, and and you know that's just you know and I hate to hate to take another shot here, but I don't really care. <laughs> but it, it's it's Real Madrid or Barcelona who keeps doing this, and again, nothing is going to happen because they are essentially the gatekeepers in this whole thing and that's at least that's the perception so yeah so we'll go ahead and move on from that um last the last match that we played against montpellier um there was a a situation i think we were already in an extra time and thomas tuchel substituted Killing Mbappe for Eric Maxime Chupamoting. And, and there's a video that came out that was very cringeworthy, uh, from my opinion. I think it was just like weird to see how Mbappe, before he even got to the sideline, he looked like you could his face, it said it all over his face that he was pissed that he was getting substituted. And then when he got to the sideline, he dapped up, they shook hands, or you know, Tugu tried to shake his hand. And then he grabbed him and, and tried to talk talk him, I guess, explain to him why he he subbed him off. And, like, mm-hmm. Mbappe didn't even make eye contact with him. And uh, just to kind of get your thoughts on it, I thought it was very weird. I'll give my opinion on it after. But, yeah, what what, what did you make of that entire situation? Oh, I knew, I knew as, I saw, as soon as I saw it, I knew there was going to be some press or some Twitter accounts that were going to just run with that, even though it doesn't – in the big – scheme of things it kind of doesn't really mean anything i mean we've seen it with other athletes uh, i didn't tweet this out but uh, the comparison i thought when i first saw that was when you know lebron james was, was with the miami heat and he'd like bypass eric spolstra he'd eric spolstra would be trying to talk to him but he'd just be walking to the bench and yeah he didn't respect <laughs> yeah yeah they, he did earn the respect just because of you know the the titles that they want so i think once Tuchel has that cachet where he at least gets them to the semifinals or to the finals. They'll understand what, why he's doing these things. It's just he he needs to take them or he needs to at least have some type of evidence to his madness as to why he's doing the things that he's doing. And I think if, like I said, once once he gets them on a deep run, it would make more sense to them. They won't 
fight back. They won't like be like, "What are you? What are you doing?" They won't question him. So, uh, and 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 like Mark, or not Mark. Um, Ed was saying in the, in the PSG talk podcast, he was saying that this is a, a very important season, just because uh, they got to make it to the semis, or else they could risk losing both Neymar and Mbappe. Who knows over the summer or or just in in a short amount of time. So, yeah, they got to. You know, he has to things. You know, stuff like stuff like this is gonna happen just because it's sports. But just don't let it, you know, fester over it and let it be into something. You know, lead it to something else. The media is gonna be the media. They're gonna they're gonna run with it. But it's up to the team just to or or then as a as individuals to just bury that and move on. Yeah, for sure. I um. I don't know. It's I I I think there's two things I, I look at here. Obviously, there's a very uh, you know just on the on on Twitter particularly. It just I'm always reading what other uh, fans um, you know other other opinions and even opinions that I don't agree with. There's a heavy <laughs> there's a heavy group of people who don't rock with Tuchel at all. Like tactic wise his man management and i and, and some of the stuff i understand is justified but some of it it's like what I, I don't know if we're watching the same the same thing and uh obviously there's there the pressure of of coaching psg starts and ends with the champions league success just because of what other managers haven't been able to do in the past so there's that uh, but I also think that this team is, has has so much potential, but because of injuries, I think that that always gets undermined. That injuries are a big part of <laughs> this team never reaching their maximum potential because we can't get all of our best players on the pitch. My only knock on Tuchel in that situation is like, yo, bro, like hold your ground because what I what that le- that that was a sign of weakness to me. Because it's like, all right, you you made the call to to substitute him. Don't sit here and try to explain to him yeah. why you're like, nah, you're the boss, bro. Like you're the coach. You made the call. Deal, like sit with it, live with it. Like he can pout, whatever. Like, bro, he's a kid. He he can pout. You know what I mean? He'll be yeah. fine. The game is over. It's one. You're literally in 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 uh, in extra time. So there's nothing else to play for. So it's like, yo, hold your ground. And then what I also didn't like was in his explanation, he said, you know, we got to respect uh, Chupa Moting. Like, what a respect are we giving the guy if you're <laughs> putting him in in extra time, bro? Like, yeah. with, like three minutes left. Like, what? Yeah. that's that's not a real justification for me. Like, you you took him. Like, he, I think the, the match before that, he substituted him at the end of the game where, again, Mbappe didn't look pleased. And just overall... He's one of the best players in the world, bro. Like, nobody wants to get substituted. Even if you're not the best player in the world, you don't want to get substituted in a match, bro. And I think Mbappe enjoys playing with Neymar particularly, and he wants to be out there with him. I think for Mbappe's frustration, that's what it really was about. It's like, yo, I want to be out there. We want to put some more goals in. And just being out there with, with Neymar, I think they have a chemistry that's, like, very organic and their happiness kind of goes goes in line with with one another and uh, you know it, it it can be a problem down the line if you if you if you're looking at it from the perspective of like we can potentially lose these two because they're obviously talking and they can they can you know muster up a plan it's like yo if we don't 
do nothing that we out of here. So yeah. there's that. But I think Tuchel has to hold his ground as the coach. Like you, you made a sub- substitution, but don't stop, stop trying to <laughs> coddle him after you substituted him. It's like it's over. Let's just live with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think, like you said, he's the boss. He he needs to no. He needs to just show it. He can't. Yes, maybe behind closed doors you explain it to him, but. You know, he, he should. He it was just bad for the cameras. It was just, you know, people are going to be running away with this and, and using it out of context. So yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, hopefully in a week or two we can just forget about this. Well, I think, and I just want to just before we move on, I think on Mbappe's from Mbappe's perspective as well, it's a bad look. Because you're now, you know, there's already the perception of oh, he's hanging out with Neymar, so he's you know acting like a diva or whatever. And I've, you know, I've been seeing that a lot from him lately. Just you know, it's justified, bro. Like I understand he's a beast. Like he's all world player. Obviously, with him, you know, there was rumors over the summer that you know he wanted to be paid a certain amount of money because he feels like he's of that level. So, you know, but, you know, all that power and like, you know, I saw it the last match before that match where he got substituted and he didn't look pleased about it. So, you know, as a professional, bro, the coach made the decision for you to come off the pitch, bro, just come off the pitch, you know, and, and it's not a good look for you to be, to be you know, pretty much di- disregarding your coach in front of everybody and, and, and not even make eye contact with them. And, yeah, it's just, it's a, it was a bad look for, 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 uh, for both of them, in my opinion. But, um uh, you know, overall, it's it's not a, a big issue, but the optics of it were bad. And when you think about L'Equipe and all these other <laughs> media publications that, that cover PSG and just the eyeballs on PSG, you know they're going to nitpick all of that. Just like you said, like, as soon as you saw it, first thing you thought, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to talk about this. Yeah. So that's that just comes with, with playing at PSG and – and everything, all the narratives that that come before the matches is just adding on to this. Just adding on to whatever's already been thought about. So, I think, uh, like you said, I think it's going to be a non-issue for now. But if we continue, if he continues to sub him, you know, in future matches, then this could be a problem. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, so to stick with uh, Mbappe, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be Mbappe heavy at like the first part of the show. But um, a few days ago, Nike released uh, a campaign, uh, the Bondi Dreams Collection with Kylian Mbappe. Um, it was some boots for um, the Mercurial. I think they're called Mercurial boots. Yeah. They're like... Um, they have like a green bottom. I really like them. They're real stylish. They they have this camo military yeah. green bottom. The Nike check is gold. Uh, they're real nice. But me personally, I like the Air Max 98s that are a part of the collection. Um, so just uh, what you, what are your thoughts on the on the boots and the the, the, the sneakers not, and just? No, I was gonna say I'm not a green person when it comes to yeah. Shoes. I, I'm, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Usually, I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me looking at football players all this time with their cleats. They usually try to match their cleats to their to their to their uniform. So it was kind of weird yeah. that, yeah, 
I don't know. And you also see with that some NBA players, they'll usually either match it with their uniform or they'll go just black and white, which it, it goes with anything. So, But it, it's kind of crazy that he's already 20 years old and he's just barely getting some type of signature shoe deal because he's sitting in the NBA when they come out of college. They'll get their own signature shoe. You see uh, what is it, Zion Williamson have his own shoe. You'll see some players just come out of college and boom, they have a shoe deal. Or, or or their own shoe, uh, you know, provided by the company. So uh, I was kind of surprised that it took them this long to give him his own signature shoe. Yeah, I, that's a good point, and I kind of wanted to touch on that too. Just like it's there's no there's no real like bidding war like that happens with the Zion's. Like before Zion left Duke, we didn't know if he was going to go to Nike, Adidas, or Puma. Under Armour, you know there are other sh- there are other brands that are now competing with Nike and Adidas. You know Kawhi Leonard, he's with New Balance. Like nobody's really wearing New Balance. New Balance is to play, play basketball in, yeah. but now they 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 might because one of the best, if not the best player in the in the NBA, is wearing New Balance shoes. So I think there's a difference there again with American and European sports in in branding with particularly with with shoe deals uh but i i think it you know again it's 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 cool that they're doing it they're doing like an entire campaign that has like shoes t-shirts and obviously the boots uh but me personally i like when uh soccer players offset their their boots with the with with the jersey like the, they can they can be wearing you know the psg colors the blue and red and then they'll throw on orange cleats. I just, for some reason, I like the eclecticness of that. <laughs> just because it's like, eh, yeah. it's kind of boring to just match everything. So the green gives it a different flavor. But, you know, we'll see how it looks. I, I, I like them. I think they're cool. But me personally, I like the sneakers, the Air Max 98s that are part of the collection. And, um, and, and you know, again, Nike is Nike's going to go all out <laughs> because it's yeah. Killian Mbappe. He's a generational talent. They're gonna do everything to 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 continue to to brand this kid because he's just a special talent. So I thought that was that was cool. And like it's it's his birthday and coming up and like he's again he's only twenty years old. Yeah, he's twenty. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's crazy, bro. Like like this year has seemed long from like I feel like the past two seasons. We kept referring to him as a ni- the nineteen year old, the nineteen year old. I felt like that went on for two years, and yeah. now he's he's about to be twenty one. So I thought I think that's that's kind of interesting, just how long these seasons are, <laughs> and 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 Kylian Mbappe's status in football. And how, you know how quick you forget how how you know just because he's been around for what four years already now, uh, yeah. you kind of forget that. It, he was still he was still pretty much when he came onto the scene he was like what seventeen years old so it's yeah. easy to forget why or it's easy to forget somebody's age. Yeah, and and what he's accomplished in that time, you know, he's he's went farther. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, he's went farther in the Champions League with Monaco than he has with yeah. PSG. Uh, obviously, he's won the World Cup. So yeah, like it's it's crazy just just that thought of. Like these players, man, they play their entire lives and and never reach a World Cup, and this kid won it on his first try. So yeah, that's that's kind of cool. So I wanted to talk about Marquinhos uh, over the weekend. He didn't play um, 
against Montpellier. Um, he obviously congratulations to him and his his family. He had a, a new baby. Uh, the gay his wife gave birth. Uh, you know, and the 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 coaching staff felt that you know he he can have that time away from from the team to be with his family and and and, and such an important time as a father, right? Uh, but Lekeep. You know, Lekeep, good old Lekeep, the, the, the major sports publication in France. They cover pretty much all sports. Um, when a, one of their commentators on, on one of their broadcasts uh, thought it was cool to, 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 go, on, to go on air and, and, and say that, he, he pretty much says, like, I didn't know, what did he say? He, say, he pretty much said that I didn't know men gave birth. Like yeah. he was pretty much trying to trying to figure out why Marquinhos is missing this match to be with his wife. Like he said, his quote uh, directly says, "Are men giving birth now? Is there no doctor in Paris for this lady to give birth?" And I thought that was just <laughs> that's just crazy, bro. Like something similar <laughs> that happened. Uh, I think it was it for the the Washington Nationals where I think in that. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was that wild card uh, game where one of their pitches from the bullpen. It was a similar similar situation. He went to he went to you know be be with his wife for the birth of her kid, and I'm not sure if it was in the media or just social media in general were calling him out and saying why are you you know why are you missing a a, a winner go home match or a winner go home game, uh, you know to to be with your you've already had kids like or i think he already has kids so it's like why why are you missing this this you know do or die game for for that it's, it's something you already experienced so it, it's I'll, I'll pass it I'll, I'll look for it right now and i'll send it along to you right now john but yeah it, it just reminds me of that and i just want to know does this kid or this this person have kids or uh, i would like to know this person's backstory just because it's, it's kind of <laughs> weird that uh, i mean it, to me, it's your, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, it's, does Europe not have way better journalists or pundits than, than this for their sports coverage? Because it, it's a disaster. I, I'm, we're not going to talk what's going on in Italy, but you saw what happened in Italy there. Uh, England, you already know how crappy their, their journalism is, and now we have French. So it's like, come on, like, get it together, well, it- like. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, just the difference between you know European sports sports culture and American sports. And you know, and I'm you know obviously we live in America. Uh, there's not really a bias, but obviously we we see we uh, we see it more here because we watch ESPN and and American sports. And I'm not trying to compare and say who's more morally better or anything like that because obviously we hear stupid stuff by commentators here racist stuff whatever but it's uh, they don't really care bro like <laughs> in europe like there's like a there's like a sense of like you can say whatever and you're not gonna be really punished for it because it's not seemed or perceived as egregious but like i feel like universally like that particular quote towards marquinhos and his family like what at, at, at what level is that cool to to even insinuate that? You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. bro, like 
Yeah, we love football. We love soccer. It's 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 it, we believe it's the greatest I think game these in the people world. People have their priorities wrong. Like this is real life. Like sports is sports. Sports. Yeah, like, that's, this, that's this is real life. This is yeah, life. exactly. This and is feel, you know, and and just uh, not to cut you off, but like knock on wood, you know, God forbid this happened. Let's say it was somebody passing, right? Somebody yeah. passed away. Nobody would have a problem with that. Nobody would even think of saying that. But this is giving birth. It's it, the level of seriousness is there. It's the same. Like you're you're bringing yeah. new life into this world, and you're pretty much trying to ask like why he's not at the, you know, why he couldn't be at the match because he had to be there for his wife. And it's just like it's it's it's, it's beyond corny. Um, but obviously, they keep came out and and made a statement. Um, for the guy, you know, obviously saying that, you know, they issued an apology. I hate PSG that. I came hate out. When people do PSG. That. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they got to do that. You got to it's, it's it's public relations. You got to yeah, do that. Yeah, I know, like, but you stand stand by your guy. Either you fire him or you, or you you stand well, by his. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. They didn't like I don't know that it hasn't came out like if this guy got penalized or fired or anything like that. They just put out the statement that they, you know, they apologized for the 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 um the immature criticism, but it's like nah, bro, like that that's 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 like a line that you don't cross as a man, right? Like yeah. Marquinhos is justified to like put hands on you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a line that you don't cross get, as a man. And then they wonder why they get their you know press credentials revoked, and then exactly. they complain. Like, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where where Lequeep stands with PSG. Obviously, the the they they were banned at some point. I believe that's over with. But like, yeah, you know that stuff like that is what we've written about and we've talked about. It's like, yo, like the attack of this publication towards the biggest cl- uh, club in the sport in the country is, you know, they're always they're always taking jabs and this one was just a necessary jab and I thought it was very corny. But yeah, I haven't heard anything if this guy got reprimanded in some in some fashion. But uh, you know, again, they they they, they do things differently over there. Just to stick uh to stick with French football, I wanted to talk about Going back to the match against Montpellier, uh, there was a moment in the match where Neymar, I forget the player's name, uh, obviously there was, the, the game was very rough, right? Like yeah. it was, I, I saw a lot of people make mention that the match was like a rugby match. Yeah, like I was scrum. about to say, people <laughs> tuned in to watch a soccer match and it, became, and it turned into a rugby rugby game. Absolutely, absolutely. It was very physical, and and more so from Montpellier side, and 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 you know, understandably, most teams, you know, would when when you're facing a, a bigger a bigger opponent per se in terms of quality and all that stuff, you know, you gotta find a way to 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 get under their skin, and their choice of tactic was physicality to. You know, to to a point where it got dirty, <laughs> you know, essentially yeah. where like, you know, I believe the ref was just handing out. Well, he started off not handing out any type of card, and, and again to go back to the point where the guy pretty much tried to choke slam Neymar from behind, like he tried to like 
try to pretty much I don't know what he was trying to do. It looked like, like he was it, being mugged. From a football from a <laughs> football <laughs> perspective. It looked like he was being mugged. It looked like when, when someone yeah, he was robbing him, right? And says and just sticks a knife behind you and says, Give me all your money. It looked like he yeah, was Yeah, like mugged. run run them pockets. He was trying to run his pockets. It's like, yeah, I I didn't understand. Like I I've I've watched it again. It's just like from a football perspective, like even if you you know someone is on a counterattack and you got to stick your leg out just to trip him up and you'll take the yellow or whatever right that was different like he i don't know <laughs> he was trying to choke this man bro like and the refs didn't do anything you know and and i guess that's that's my the point i want to kind of get into it here is, this is just this is why i love the refs and the league and refs what, what's wrong with them yeah i i mean we kind of have talked about this and i think mark has has done a great job in just describing it in detail and I think Guillaume too where they'll say hey PSG has a financial advantage they can buy all these world class players we'll, we'll, we'll try to even the playing field uh, for these teams that can't afford these outrageous players or prices for players and, and we'll be that uh, I guess moderator if you want to call them that and it's just what it's, what's also funny is that as a result of these referees' incompetence, the, the league doesn't do anything to, to try and stop this. But at the same time, you see on social media, they'll promote their league using Neymar and Mbappe. And it's just yeah. like, okay, why don't you protect your stars? These are the stars that can bring you money. Uh, I don't know. It's just the, who, whoever is running this league, it, they're incompetent. They, they, they're, they're horrible business people. And, and it's like, do you see La Liga, as much as I don't like any of these other leagues that much, do you see them saying, you know what, we're going to protect Messi, yes, uh, he's going to get some favorable calls, but that's the superstar treatment. Superstars are going to get favorable calls. We see it in all sports. So uh, I don't know what's up with the French league, but man, oh man, that's for, if I'm just like a, a casual fan, that, that kind of would. Just like be like, nah, I don't, I don't want to watch this league just because uh, your best players are being mugged and and assaulted, and you're not doing anything to protect them. And and that and that, and if I'm a superstar, well, why would I want to go to a, to a league that's not going to protect me or it's not going to going to make sure I'm I'm you know not being mugged? So it's just I don't know. I think it, they're just uh, I don't know. The French league is weird. Oh, it's, it's very weird, man. Like it's the none of this stuff connects. It's like, what, what, what do you really want to do, right? Like, do you want the the league of talents is what you call it? Do you want to continue to promote that? Do you want the 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 the, the TV? Do you want better? Do you are you even interested in better TV rights, right? Like, are yeah. you even interested in that? Uh, do you want to continue to rise to, to 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 grow this league so that it can even be half of what the the, uh, the other top five leagues are in Europe? You know, from a from a marketing standpoint and just from a quality standpoint, um, you know, the, the it's 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 very rugged. It's very dinosaur, old school, yeah. and 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 I'm pretty sure that that's probably what it is. Like they're cool with the old way, just very purist you know, mentality, but you know, like, if, like you said, like nobody's going to want to play Like if Neymar I tweeted this out, if Neymar leaves 90% of that decision is going to be because of how he's t- treated on the pitch 
and the 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 referees pretty much enabling it and not doing anything about it and and even Mbappe gets doesn't get superstar calls or anything like that and if you want to go back to Zlatan Ibrahimovic there's videos on YouTube about <laughs> about Zlatan compa- uh, complaining about the refs is like y'all yeah. don't even deserve PSG right like he Zlatan has been talking about how trash these referees are and just bro like that image of Neymar getting choked from the back like that's not a good look when you put the context the caption is oh by the way no card was given <laughs> for this yeah. action right if, here right like you know it's, it's what, I, wild. I really wish PSG could do like what Notre Dame does and they're able to you know sell they're able to distance themselves from the league and say hey we'll sell our broadcast rights just to one person and see how much it affects their their TV deals. Like, I, I really wish PSG could do that, where, hey, we'll sell our TV rights just to to ESPN, for example, or, or Fox or whatever uh, television here in the U.S., and we'll we'll do our own thing, and let's see how much, uh, or, or unless you guys, like, start getting your, your, your acts together and start, you know, calling these calls because they're, they're harming our players. They're causing them to be injured. And I, I really wish they would just take a stand and threaten them when when the new TV deal comes up and, and they'll say, you know what? You can negotiate that, but that's going to be for you and the rest of the league. Uh, we're going to do our own thing and let's see how much the price drops from PN Sports or whoever because uh, Zlatan was right. Like They don't deserve PSG because that's like I'm not saying every call should go PSG's way, but I mean, come on, that that was an obvious call where it's like the dude should have been out of the game, and it's just like, come on. Well, yeah, it's you know, it's if if, if what you're proposing like that would start some shit right there. <laughs> they well, that I mean, would you, definitely like, start yelling at the refs or even after the game. Like you're gonna have to like start at at some point just. Arguing with the refs is not going to be enough. Like you need to catch the league's attention and be like, you know what? It's time to to, to actually do something about this. Not just cause, because the ref is the ref. Yelling at him is not going to make a difference. What's going to make a difference is when the, the federations or whoever the, the league on uh, you know or puts together for for the refs. It's like yeah, they they. It's just it's gonna have to take the per, the people above to to fix this matter because just yelling at the refs to do their job right isn't gonna do that. But 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 then again, it goes back to my point is I don't know if these people care. I don't know if they understand. I think right? they'll like, care when when their when their TV deal money it just cuts by half. Like money is money. That's. That's when. That's why when when teams lose money, that or, or companies lose money, that's when people's attention is brought. You know, like if, yeah. if they start losing money, then that's when they'll be like, oh, okay, 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 we we're listening to you, we're listening to you. So I think just go with some type of threat, you know. So, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Just because it's this is this is getting tiring, and eventually. No star is going to want to come to PSG because of how, uh, how the refs treat them and how the league treats them. So it's just like, you know, they're going to have to take, take a stand for the long term. Yeah. But at the end of the day, man, whether you're a superstar or, 
you know, a bench player, you know, protect the players. That's what the game is about from a referee standpoint, you know, manage the game, you know, organize, make sure things are organized, but most importantly, protect the players. This is, this is essentially your job out there. And if you can't protect your, your superstars, not even, you know, we're not even looking at it financially, just like, yo, this is, you know, this is a player, like protect them, make sure that they're protected and they feel like if, if they are, you know, wrongly fouled or choked or whatever, you know, there should be there should be some type of, um, you know, consequence for that. So, you know, we'll again, we'll see how this goes. And, and uh, you know, again, I don't I don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to do anything about it, if anybody's even raising, you know, a question. But again, we'll see. We'll see how this ends up. Just to quickly transition to uh, to the Premier League over the weekend, uh, there was another another one of these situations, man, uh, in the Manchester Derby, Manchester City versus United. You know, it was an enjoyable game uh, just from a spectator uh, perspective. I thought it was a good game. You know, it, everything was going, you know, it was cool. And then there was a moment where Fred, Brazilian player, went over to take a corner kick and um, I believe Manchester City fans started throwing stuff at him. And then there's a moment where the camera pin, pans over to the crowd and there's a man making monkey noises and, you know, monkey gestures towards, I believe it was Jesse Lingard and Fred. And, you know, I just, I, I think it's important to note that, you know, we talk about, you know, Italy a lot, right? And yeah. I think... This this goes to show that as trash as Italy is at handling these situations and 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 where these situations happen, like there's no there's no you know there's no construct to in terms of where this stuff can and cannot happen. It's literally everywhere, you know. And so I think it's you know the the campaigns that FIFA does with the you know stop racism or you know that that's cool and all, but. This stuff is this is learned behavior, man. Like this, you know, it's not just Italy. And we've we've said, well, oh, all black players should. How about just don't go to Italy? Well, if they go to the Premier League, they're gonna get the same abuse. So it it really doesn't matter in that sense. Uh, so I thought, I, I think I, I don't know, man. It's 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 an issue. To it's a societal issue more than a football. I think now just in football, that's the way we're looking at it. We're really seeing how how much of a how disgusting it is, and obviously we're football fans. We don't want it in our game, but it's it's a larger issue, man. I don't know if these people know how to handle it or how to even begin to to, to tackle it. Yeah, I think it's kind of sad too because what was it? Uh, was it Raheem Sterling got some type of racial abuse when he was uh, playing for the England national team? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure which country they were playing, but. Uh, you know they, they actually had to stop the game just because uh, the ref it, it was just getting too too much where they it wasn't safe for him to be out on the field so uh, it's it's just kind of surprising that it came from from Manchester City supporters and I don't know I don't know what to say anymore it's just it's it's, it's kind of sad that it's become like a common or, or a frequent occurrence where it's just like well sh- people will shame them. He'll probably get banned. At least kudos to Manchester City for like being well aware and, and trying to, to take care of this matter. 
Yeah, they were swift. They were swift with that compared to to the, some of the Serie A teams where, uh, you know, they'll they'll, they'll blame they'll try the player. To defend or, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <they'll, laughs> like what are you uh, doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, so it's kudos on them, but uh, it's just kind of sad that it's like oh, more racism. Uh, it's like a cycle. It'll, it'll happen. People will shame them. People will shame the club, and then. A week or two weeks later, well, there's going to be another incident. Shame, shame. Uh, then it'll go away for two or three weeks. Then it'll happen again. Shame, shame, shame. It's just an endless cycle. And and, and like you said, it, it, these these uh, slogans or or campaigns, it's just all PR. Really, nothing's coming about them until the clubs start getting punished or. Or, you know, they start playing in front of empty stadiums, then they'll catch, you know, their attention because they're losing money. But until then, they'll just uh, not ignore it, but they'll do what they have to do to just put it behind them. And that's it. That, that's that's all that they're trying to do. It's just let's get this over with rather than, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we're open to these type of sanctions if there's racism or, you know, clubs are either playing in front of empty stadiums, they get some type of transfer restrictions. It's something that's going to catch their attention. Yeah. That, that, like we said earlier, it's, it's, it comes down to money. And then once you start getting into people's pockets or, or, you know, taking away something that they value, you know, from a fan's perspective, the, the currency is the match, right? Like yeah. that's, and, that's, and sorry to cut you off, John, take but that you away. Know, we, no. We, yeah. we talked two, two or three weeks ago. What, what happened? It was a Balotelli situation. We're back two yeah. or three weeks later. Guess what? Another racism issue. And right. it's not going to surprise me if we do if we talk in two or three weeks and there's another racism issue. So it's like, it's like I said, it's pretty sad that this is uh, a frequent occurrence. Well, yeah, it's, it's a mirror. I, I, like, I don't like it, but, man, it's... I don't, I don't mind people seeing this. Just... Because people try to hide away, people try to shy away from it and act like it doesn't exist. So from that mm-hmm. perspective, I don't mind that people are seeing this. You know, it's like, yo, this isn't exclusive to Italy. It's not exclusive to America. It's a, it's the world. Like, this is it's showing you like, how you're saying that it happens and then it goes away. Like, it never goes away. It, it's always there. It's just one person, one idiot is going to expose themselves. And, and and there it is, and it's it's a mirror, it's a reflection of the society and the world that we live in. Is that people still hate other people based off of the color of their skin, and it's it's, it's sad, like it's a sad reality. And, yeah. and you said you know it happens again. This morning, I read a report from Sky Sports where a 13 year old, and this isn't exclusive to just dark skin or black people. A 13 year old, um, allegedly, the police in Tottenham are investigating a 13 year old. Uh, racially abusing uh, Hyung-Ming Son from, from Tottenham Hotspur. Apparently yeah. some 13, a 13 year old bro, like that's, he's not, he didn't he wasn't born with whatever he's being alleged yeah. of like that's learned behavior Yeah, <laughs> you know no, what I mean, and this came yeah, out today yeah. this came out today right after you know the thing that happened at the Manchester Derby, so you know it's not it, it, it's, you know, I don't know if it's if we'll ever reach a point you know, it's sad, but 
and it's it's you know it's happening within our world our world of soccer this is what this is the prism in which we view this thing and it's not going away and i'm kind of again i'm not i don't like that it's happening but it's important for people to see it to understand like yo this is what minorities black people asian people people deal with on a daily basis and you'll just you're just seeing this from a soccer perspective but it literally happens every day so uh just uh just to get off of that (laughs) try to end on a lighter note um did you see my guy memphis depai's video teaser of his new rap rap song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, these, these footballers are really trying to live like that that lifestyle it's just like over what was it over the summer where yeah. Benzema, i'm pretty sure he was just going about his regular day and it turns to like a movie trailer and then obviously you have the original starter in all this uh uh at least in the like the music video wise you have Hesse where you know he did a mm. reggaeton music video a couple <laughs> years ago Yo, I and forgot just, about my guy. Yeah. Say. <laughs> and, and see, it's just, it's just these guys are trying to live. Uh, I mean, but you kind of see this all. We see this often where where rap where athletes trying to be musicians and musicians. I was gonna are say to that. It's the well. It's the weirdest thing to me, bro. Like that's it, that's that's common in in every country in every sport in in field. You have the rappers want to be the athletes and the athletes vice versa, but. I I don't know Kareem Benzema man he's mastered like this thing like he literally just scores goals and then goes home and shoots videos of what he's doing all day <laughs> and he makes it into a, like a motion picture and I think yeah. it's fascinating. I mean oh yeah well, the summer world was it, it was in, in like all of Beverly Hills where he was shooting yeah and so it was like like every week every summer or like every week for the for the summer you just. Uh, saw new uh, new videos, new trailers. Like it, it was like directed by like uh, a high level producer or director. So it was just like, yeah, <laughs> these these guys are are, are extra with, with uh, the way they present themselves on social media. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's I don't know. I, I I've never seen like a publication or anything like try to get on football players in particular about you know the extracurricular things that they do like Memphis shooting a video or or making even the fact that he's in the studio recording music right like clearly it's not affecting his his game because he's balling this year like he's literally saving Leon from being uh, relegated Uh, but he's you know it's not it's not affecting what he's doing on the pitch and I don't know if like if this would have been cool a long time ago, especially in the in the in the sport like soccer, where there you know, there's a lot of purists and people who don't think these guys should even be going out, you know, to have fun. They think it yeah. should be foot, football, 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 and nothing they're else. Sniffing their cleats even when they're not at practice, they gotta be able to <laughs> sniff their cleats. That that would make them happy. They'll be at their houses. They'll be sniffing their cleats and uh, you know not have any any social life but but yeah like i mean i don't have no problem with it it's it's fun to laugh at and everything but as long as uh it's not interrupting you know his 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 form and it's not affecting you know his arrival to practices to video sessions or you know to actual like video training sessions and all that stuff then yeah. i mean 
it's his free time. Like these athletes do have lives, and you know, they can enjoy their lives. Like I said, they're not going to be sniffing into their cleats when when they're at home. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're. I mean, it, it's not harming anyone. He's not out being a horrible person. There's other athletes that are, you know, doing no good, and, and all is all the pay is doing is just shooting a rap video. So, at the end yeah. of the day, it's not harmless. But there's something I wanted. I guess since we kind of talked about it with Leon. Uh, and I forgot to bring this up while we were talking, while you know, setting up this podcast. But uh, the French teams are kind of embarrassing themselves in the Champions League. Oh man, it's it's ugly, bro. Like I, I don't know. It's it's you know it's it, it's only gonna get better. For again, we talked about the we talk about the optics of league. It's only gonna get better when everybody is flourishing or, or when at least the big clubs, right? But it's, you know, but those those supporters of Lyon and Marseille, they'll they'll argue that, well, PSG is like, no, no, you can have your success too. Like this, yeah. this is not, there's enough room for everybody to eat. Y'all just, just aren't pro- producing when it comes yeah. to the Champions League. I mean, we haven't really produced in the Champions League ourselves when we're talking about going into the knockout stages but like group stage matches like we can't even get out the group stages fam like come on <laughs> the, the one thing that i'm, I'm like i, I kind of wanted to talk about but it kind of slipped my mind is that leo like they made the champions league but then they turn around and sell nicholas pepe it's like uh, you could have used him for for the champ it's like why why did you have to go and sell him you know you're playing in europe tonight the following season like yeah, because that's uh, not they're not they're not prioritizing Europe. They're prioritizing you know the money that they're gonna get for Nicolas Pepe, you know, and that's that's the difference with with the mentality of of other clubs and other leagues is you know they're 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 not just sell 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 sell. It's like sell, reproduce, and then try to fight for a Champions League spot. Look at the Premier League, the entire yeah, I was about to thing say, look of, at Leicester City again. Look at Leicester. Yeah. who's second? Leicester City, bro. They're balling this year, and they don't have like a superstar player like Jamie Vardy. I love I love Jamie Vardy by the way. Yeah. I think he's like my favorite player in the Premier League. But it's like yo, like you know, we have Memphis is in 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 Lyon. Like he he can produce in that same level, but there's just a, there's just a you know a level of just incompetence when it comes to that you know everybody else kind of playing their part in trying to raise the, the status of the league. Yeah. And it's just looking weak right now. Like Marseille, yeah. they're playing good right now, but I don't know how long that's going to last. <laughs> like I was going to say, like Timothy Wea and Renato Sanchez do not equal what Nicholas Pepe, especially when, when it was, what is it? Bamba. And what was the other guy? Um, oh, I forget his name, but those, those three, when they were, I mean, we kind of saw it up front last year when they, they beat PSG, and it's like yeah. you guys couldn't keep that those three together and try to see what they can do in Europe. It's just like I don't know. It's just again, France is just weird. Super weird, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But yeah, I don't, it's not looking like Lyon gonna progress. It's not looking like any other team are gonna progress in the in the Champions League except for PSG. So I guess we gotta hold it down as, as best as we can for the entire league again. Um, so yeah, uh, I wanted to kind of, uh, round it out, man, with uh, a Christmas theme. This is going to be, 
our our last podcast before well we're not gonna yeah we're not gonna record again before christmas so want to just kind of stay on theme with that um so the top five so if you were being gifted a player from the other four leagues in europe la liga bundesliga serie a and the premier league Give me your top five players that you would like if you if if the club said, hey, we're going to give you a player from our team to come to PSG. Let me get your top five Um, uh, or four. I would say it'll be four in this situation. Yeah, Um, I'd go with I'm going to just go with the Premier League for right now. I'd go with uh, Fabinho just because he's been really good this uh this season for Liverpool in the midfield and considering PSG need height and someone that's very physical in the midfield uh, gives you both uh, the best of both worlds uh, when I go over to the Bundesliga I honestly do not watch any type of Bundesliga <laughs> <laughs> it, I've said this before German glad you're honest bro not, just, this does not catch my attention like look at look at it look at look at the standings like Bayern Munich is trash this season I think th- last time I checked I think it's Borussia Megenblock or however you pronounce that <laughs> that freaking club's name is leading it last yeah. I checked even yeah. Dortmund yeah. can't even win the league when Bayern is trash and I'm just if they don't win the league that this year, well, Bayern is like they went through a coaching change. It's like I don't know. The whole league is weird, but I I probably go with uh, uh, who would I go with, man? I I'm, I'm gonna skip that one. I honestly do not watch any minute of German <laughs> so football. We're not I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'll be honest. I hate when people lie out of their ass and be like. Yeah, this this player's good. Like you, they just speak empty calorie words on a player, and like you really didn't <laughs> tell me anything. So I'm not gonna sit here and lie to people. So you're not so gonna I, open that no, Bundesliga game. No, All right. no, I do not know anything about who is the best player. Like you're asking to me, <laughs> I know players, but I don't even know if they're having like good season or bad seasons. So like I'm yeah. not gonna sit here and lie to people. So I'll. Uh, uh, now moving over to Italy, um, I have some type of knowledge. I don't watch that much of them, but uh, uh, just because uh, again, PSG does need more midfielders or need some type of midfield help. Uh, I'd go with uh, Allen just because of that he's been linked to them, and I, I know how he plays and everything. So if I had to choose that, I'd go with him, and yeah. then. Uh, uh, I think that's it. Ronos, uh, the, the Spanish league. Uh, um, uh, thinking at the top of my head, he's been pretty good. Um, uh, um, I, I really don't know. It's just, this one is just, I mean, I've seen a couple games, but I really can't sit here and say yeah this is a, like I'm looking at PSG's weaknesses and I'm looking at I'm thinking of players that are having really good seasons and I just uh, I'm just looking at the top four um, you know what as much as I love Kaylor Navas if, if PSG ever got the opportunity to get Jan Oblak mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah I would go with him 
That's yeah, so I think that rounds out everything. That's <laughs> three out of four for me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eddie just said, nah, I'm not opening the Bundesliga. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, nah, I don't want that. But, um, but yeah, so my, my list, uh, my top four players that I would love to be gifted to PSG. I'm going to start with Yano Black. That was my pick for La Liga. Um, for the same reasons, obviously, you know, Kaler is, is, is amazing, but he's not going to be here for for the future. And Yano Black is 26 years old, I believe, 25, 26 years old, relatively young as a goalkeeper. You know, keepers can play up till their, their mid early mid 30s. Uh, he would, I would definitely take him. I believe it's between him and Mark Andre Terstegen as the best keepers in, in in the game right now. You know, obviously De Gea and and those players are are are, are superstars and they're great. But I, I just like the you know playing for a, a club like Atletico, very defensive minded, and you just he's he's a big part of their their the reason why they're so stout defensively. Yeah. And he he's just a monster. Like just you just yeah. watch some of his saves. It's, it's it's crazy. Um, to the Bundesliga, I actually have someone for the Bundesliga. <laughs> Um, I was gonna, uh, I wasn't gonna, I'm not really the biggest fan of Lewandowski. He's amazing. He's probably like the best striker in the world right yeah. now in terms of form. Uh, he's, he's, he's scoring like crazy, but I would go uh, with Jaden Sancho, uh, for Dortmund young player, young winger. He's got like eight goals in, in the season right now. Uh, he's, he's, he's one of those promising talents where you look at like, you know, once the Messi's and the Ronaldo's and then even the Neymar's, once those players are gone, he's going to be one of those players that's going to be, you know, the the leaders of the new school per se. So I would love to have him on PSG. And he's just a he's a, he's a wonderful talent Um, <clears throat> in the Premier League. My favorite player in the Premier League is Kevin De Bruyne. But for PSG's sake, I, w- I would I would love for us to. Uh, to to bring back Mateo Nguendozi from uh, Arsenal, um, he was a PSG academy player, I believe. Uh, yeah, and I thought that was interesting. What Emery did is like he, no, no, nothing came out about this kid. We had no idea about who this kid was or what his level of talent was. And as soon as Emery goes to Arsenal, he starts this kid, and the kid balls out. And yeah. if you watch him play, man, like Arsenal. I've been enjoying their misery <laughs> up oh, until today. They actually won a game today. <laughs> I've been I've been enjoying all of London being shit. Like that's oh like God. giving me some type of glow to my skin. Like seeing Tottenham <laughs> be shit, seeing Chelsea be shit, and now yeah. seeing uh, Arsenal be shit. And I just love that. I I just love seeing them all uh, be horrible at like the same time. Good, <laughs> you get like a good feeling just to see. Just to see them go through like the shambolic form, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I taught um, Arsenal won their first match in like two months today, bro. That's so crazy to me. It's again, it's great to see, but during the span of that time, Guendozi was one of those consistent players. I just think he's 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 gonna be one of those you know box to box midfielders that can literally do everything. And once he puts his game together, he's he's going to be a beast. So I would definitely love to see him at PSG. Uh, and then in Italy, uh, I would have to go with uh, Kalidou Koulibaly, uh, the defender from Napoli. Uh, I just love 
his grace as a defender. The thing is, a defender, I don't like, you know, you know, it's okay to, to have the aggressive defenders. Me, yeah. me personally, I prefer the the ones who are who are sound and they don't try to to, to go too much outside of being a pure defender. Yeah. He's yeah. a he's a defender's defender, right? Like I, the, he's gonna make all the, the, the right plays and he's yeah, a smart I, guy. Yeah, the only thing that like worries me is that physical defenders, like uh, he's very physical, like they, they tend to wear down as they enter their thirties. So that's the only thing yeah. that would have kinda like and that's the thing with Allen too, like uh players I think that if that the way they transition to their twilight years or to like the, the end of their prime is it's more on the player how he can uh, adjust to his his game because you as you get older you're not going to be able to be that physical as you were like in your early to mid twenties even your late twenties but once you get to that late twenties early thirties it's going to be up to the player to to pick and choose their spots to when to be physical so but I think Kolobali's uh, one of those type of players that will probably it's like it's like Thiago Silva Thiago Silva is in his mid thirties he's arguably our best defender uh, yeah but it's always up on the player how he can transition from you know not being able to do things that he used to do to, to just being a smart defender like silva yeah it's it's like uh it's like what kobe did when he wasn't dunking on people he changed his game to like he's just gonna kill you in the mid-range and post you up it's what lebron kind of is doing now even though lebron is still dunking on people because he's just like a freaking nature but it's it, what you got to do as a player is to learn how to adapt your game to your to your physicality and you know how how much of a blow you can take and you know we'll see if he can do that but right now I think he, he's a great defender but um so that would round out my top four in in the other leagues that I would like to see play for PSG um so go ahead and close out close out this episode. What was the craziest thing you saw on Twitter or on the internet over the past uh, past few weeks? Okay, so um, there's this one video. Um, for those who don't know, I support uh, uh, the Mexican club, uh, Monterrey. And this is what I love about Mexico, is that the news anchors for like a, a afternoon uh, news uh, show or whatever you want to call it, so one of the they they both support different teams that play in the same city. One of them is obviously a Tigres supporter, the lady, and the the other anchor is a, a Monterey fan. And so with uh, uh, Monterey advancing, this is I think for the semifinals, or I think this is going into the second leg of the semifinals. Sorry, but I'll have to send you the message. It's in Spanish, but uh, it's still like you can straight up tell that the lady's having a miserable time because her team was eliminated. And, the, and, and Monterey has moved on to the semifinals and then they're moving to the final. Uh, and they're going to play in a couple of weeks after the Club World Cup. But uh, it's just an extra, it's like extra banter. It's just, yeah. he, he like, he is soaking in the misery of her. Like he's at the stadium. He's shaking hands with like the, the mascot, <laughs> the, the dog. He's, uh, he's, he's literally like Tom Cruise from Top Gun. It's like, he is showing off his muscles. <laughs> I have to say, you don't have to know Spanish to understand what's going on and how miserable this lady is. But it's the this is the the noon uh, uh, news. Like this is actual. Like this is an, these are two you know co-anchors for a news, 
and I'll, yeah. I'll tweet it out. But it was it was fucking hilarious for just to see this. Yeah, ban- banter is universal. Like you, <laughs> you can you can tell you don't have to know what what's being said, but you can tell when someone. That's that's what I love about football and and just sports in general. It's like yeah, it, nobody's nobody's off limits and nothing is off limits. But uh, so I guess my the craziest thing I saw this week was uh, Adrian Ravio, man. Uh, reports came out that him and his mom are ready to pack up and, <laughs> and leave Italy <laughs> because he's not getting that much playtime. And, man, it was just oh, it was so satisfying to read that. I don't know how true it is, but I believe it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those rumors where it's like you don't know if it's confirmed. But, yeah, you you, you kind of believe that. that they're, and if you just see that he hasn't played that much. I haven't watched much of Juve, but every time I do see them, he doesn't start. <laughs> and he's like... Yeah, maybe getting something every now and then, and you know that his mom is behind all of this, which is just like, yo, we've seen this before, man. We tried to tell Arsenal fans about Emery, and we, you know, we tried to tell Juve fans about Adrian Rabio, and here we are. Yeah, and it's funny is that people were telling us that this would be Mauro Riccardi, and next, and for the most part, he's been nothing has been heard of him, you know. So it's it's funny how. Um, everybody was like, oh, he's watch out whoever's uh, wife at PSG. He's gonna take your wife or you know some dumb, some dumb stuff. And 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 it's funny is that the people who left PSG uh, are still you know being toxic. <laughs> right. That I think that's that's an interesting observation. Now I've mentioned this how you know they said Julian Draxler was toxic, and we haven't heard a peep from him. <laughs> You know what I mean, and, and Cardi has been great. So hey, you know they come, they come here, and and the only person who's really caused trouble at PSG, you know, when they previously caused trouble elsewhere, is just Hatem Ben Arfa. But that's yeah, just yeah. Ben Arfa. Like he's just a toxic individual. <laughs> yeah, just a toxic yeah. individual. So but yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. Just to like, I I, I do not one bit. Don't think this is a made-up rumor in, in the sense of he's not getting the play time over there, and his mom obviously is is, is stirring shit up. So here we That'd are. That'd be funny <laughs> if he ends up going to Tottenham when when they were like he's too big for Tottenham. That'd be funny. Yeah, that would be funny. That would be funny, and that's Tottenham is where all the 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 the, the former PSG players go, so it would make sense. <laughs> It's like the PSG B team over there, man. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's pretty much all we got for today's episode, man. Uh, you got anything else, Eddie? Uh, I'm heading to Monterey for the final in a couple of weeks, so I'll, I'll be like, oh I know no, if you go. Going... What was that, John? So you you going back to Mexico? Yeah, uh, I I bought my tickets today. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Uh, hey. like forked over <laughs> bucks. Yeah, I'm going Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, I'll be spending Christmas over there, and I'll be I'll be in Mexico for both legs. It's gonna be the first leg. It's gonna be there in Monterey. I'm hoping to go as press. Uh, yeah, not yeah. the last resort will be as a fan. Uh, but yeah. then I'm also gonna be there for the second leg, and uh, I know some people there that we're gonna organize something to watch it uh, with a couple people from. 
uh, Monterey Twitter that that follow me on on my other podcast stuff. So uh, I'll definitely be like putting up video content uh, on like my personal Twitter account or just like retweeting. Um, so if you never like, uh, especially because uh, it's the final and it's like really two big clubs in Mexico. Uh, you've never like watched any Mexican soccer. It's a, I think both matches are going to be on Tudene, so it's going to be on Univision. So uh, especially if you've never seen uh, Monterrey in their stadium, it's I think it's the best stadium in in North America just because of the view. You get the the mountainside uh, that the, I guess the mountains in the in the foreground of the stadium, and so I'm hoping to just you know grab a picture of that. And, and yeah, just just different content. And then, like I said, if you've never watched Mexican soccer, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big match just because the two teams, you know, Club America is the biggest club in Mexico, and then Monterrey is like, uh, arguably the most uh, team, or you know, they're they they have their own, you know, they have nine type, not nine league titles, but nine trophies to their card, and they're they have the most expensive squad in North America. So, and they're going to be playing at the Club World Cup too. So, they're going to be playing uh they could be p- potentially be playing Liverpool uh in that semi-finals of the Club World Cup. So, that's also something that's going to be uh or that I'm going to be interested. In. But yeah, I'm heading to Mexico in in like 2 weeks. Hey, that's dope, man. That's what's up, man. Enjoy that. Enjoy all that take that. I'm definitely trying to uh, catch catch one of those legs uh one of those matches just to just to check it out, man. It's that's that's incredible. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all we got this week, man. Uh, thank y'all for listening again. Subscribe to to our podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, check out psgtalk.com and read all the articles and all the content that we're putting on there. Check out all our other podcasts, and um, we'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.